This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Trying to protect a one-run lead. <laughs> a fly ball to left field. All the way back. And gone. Walk it off. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel, with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G. And how about this? we got to bring on the home I, – I, I'm hearing this guy's the home run prop king. I mean, we, we've had some pretty <laughs> good run on this show of home run props, but – our next guest, we're going to talk some home run props, some football. I, I'm hearing he might like the Bears. we got a lot to get into here with our guest, Jill Gallant, joins us now, FTN Bets and Bets Media. Jill, let's talk some home run props. Another one? <laughs> you hit another one yesterday? What's going on, man? How you doing? Thank, Thank you, guys. guys. Joe, really, really appreciate, appreciate you having, having me, on. me on. Well, happy to have you on. So, so let's just, before we get to anything, Springer yesterday. Take us into your process with the home run props because we do it every day on the show. It's become one of our favorite things to do. Where, where do you kind of dive into it? What to you stands out as a good one? Is it history with the player, the park, the hot streak, what, pitcher? What What do you? How do you kind of land on your favorite home run props? Sure. sure yeah. yeah. So, so we had, had to uh, go, go with uh, the Blue Jays, Jays here, here because. because- I found it really hard to find decent plus money bets in, in Major League Baseball. Like I, I typically like to bet underdogs. Um, you know, if you look at the most over/under player props, like strikeouts and RBIs, you know, you're typically looking at a juice line by the time you even get to the line uh, or get a chance to look at it. And I'm, I'm, I'm a moth to the flame when it comes to plus money bets. So, uh, and I'm really into uh, NFL touchdown scores. So home run props kind of lends it to that kind of uh, thinking. And then when I was looking at kind of like the implied probabilities, one of the reasons why I didn't bet home run props is because it's not a true representation. Like if you look at, uh, you know, a plus 300 bet at 25% chance to hit, that's not quite what we're looking at as far as the correlation compared to say like touchdown scores where it's much more closer to that. So the Jays obviously returning home to the Rogers center. Like I was looking at their 
you know, just their stats in general. And I was just kind of getting frustrated trying to find plus money bets in Major League Baseball to bet on, especially at this time of year where the underdogs are really falling off a cliff compared to that at the beginning of the season when I really picked it up. So then you're looking at the Jays' 163 home runs they've hit this year, and I'm just like, wow, 80% of them are from the one through four hitters. Like basically just like, so you have uh, Springer, uh, Vladimir, Bichette, and uh, Marcus Semyon. And then if you go through like, and then you could throw in Teoscar Hernandez as well, if you wanted to. So my typical cutoff line for this is around plus 300. I'll make the occasional, you know, uh, you know, I'll override that rule if it's like a Vladimir Guerrero at plus 215. Uh, so I am taking Vladimir Guerrero today at plus 215. He kind of struggled yesterday, even though he had a double uh, uh, against JC Maja. He, uh, he struck out uh, twice and just, since he's returned back to the Rogers Center, probably hasn't looked as comfortable as he's wanted to. He did hit one home run uh, a couple of games ago against Kansas City. Uh, but then I'm also taking Bo Bichette at plus 325. He's the cleanup hitter in the lineup. Uh, I don't want to pronounce myself as the home run king. I still want to say that I'm probably about 5-5 five and five, uh, since I've started doing this uh, since they've returned home. But because I'm 5-5, five and five, I'm up over 10 units. And playing this theory, I've been kind of mix and matching like these two hitters uh, between the one through fives, uh, trying to get at least one so I can at least ensure at least a unit, maybe two units of profit. So far, the system has worked. Obviously, the pitching matchup is crucial when you do this. Um, I, like, for example, if they were facing um, the Guardians and uh, Shane Bieber was pitching, I might be a little hesitant to want to do that. But they're facing a guy like Tristan McKenzie today, uh, fly ball pitcher, nearly 67 percent of his outs uh, are generated through the air. And generally, I like to do uh, a fly ball pitcher compared to a ground ball pitcher. So yesterday, for example, uh, JC Maja is a ground ball pitcher. And George Springer, while he did break that rule by hitting a home run on the first pitch of the game, uh, most of the damage was done on the ground and through just doubles and whatnot. So um, then you see his ERA of 675 in row games. He's allowed 10 home runs in 33.1 innings on the road, three home runs in his most recent start against the Chicago White Sox on the road. Uh, those are the two hitters that I'm basically going to bank on today. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm going to see uh, how this goes and I'm going to ride this till the train falls off the rails. All that makes a lot of sense. And I saw some of the projections. They have Hernandez and Springer up there. Those are nearly at three to one. So I don't think you can go wrong uh, with the Jays like the process there. How about uh, let's switch to some football because so many football on our TVs tonight. I don't know if people are going to stick oh, with higher games. Damn. But I mean, I, I, are you betting it? I don't think there, you'll have any of your favorite touchdown props available, right? That, that's right. So with this one, I uh, I lucked in because uh, when I first started at FTM Bets, I wasn't really looking at the Hall of Fame game lines. And uh, some of my uh, contributors and workers that I uh, that I uh, work with, uh, they just they let me know. They're like, you know, the line for that when it opened up, the total was at fifty five. And it what? dropped. Yes. When it opened up back on July 12th on FanDuel, it was at 55. It's since now dropped down to 33. Um, and to be honest, I still like the first half under at 16 and a half. Uh, you can still get it at minus 110 in most books. Um, I expect a slog of a game. Like most, like you're not going to see any high end starter in this game. Like you look at the Cowboys. Uh, they're pretty much starting a second team offense out there. Uh, I, I can't imagine the Steelers are going to be putting much starters for much time out there as well. Uh, the first half, I think we're going to probably see maybe one touchdown. I just think it's going to be a little bit of a slog here. Uh, and I think typically when you see these games, uh, people just want to think that there's going to be a ton of scoring and there never usually is. Yeah, there's not, but that's a gigantic difference from the original line to this one. Now that's, that's crazy. Tonight with the Hall of Fame game with the Steelers and the Cowboys. So, Jill, I got to ask you, I saw we have a little chat going here. We talked before you hopped on. And you mentioned in there, 
you like the Bears this season. Joe Owen, Chicago. I'm in Philadelphia, so I, I kind of have the outside perspective. I, I think the Bears are on the right track with the Justin Fields selection. I don't see it this year, though. Mm-hmm. What do you see in the Bears? Why do you like the Bears this year, um, assuming we see Justin Fields sooner than later? Sure, yeah. And I think that really the bet does hinge on whether or not Justin Fields is playing or not. Because if it's Andy Dalton, it's it's not going to happen. He's a placeholder type of quarterback, you know, good for maybe a spot start here or there if your starter goes down. Um, but to expect him to lead your team to the Super Bowl, um, there are better ways to spend your money. Uh, so, yeah, but I think the real thing that actually concerns me is not necessarily whether or not uh, the defense will show up or, you know, or Joe, we were, uh, Joe, o, we were talking about the offensive line of whether or not they're going to be, uh, be able to keep off opposing pressure. Uh, the schedule is just a little difficult. Uh, like they have the Niners, Ravens, and Bucks. Uh, they got to go play on the road in the Seahawks near the end of the season. Uh, it's not easy. Uh, but then when you start looking at like the NFC teams and you start looking past the 2,500, range like the Vikings right now are plus 2,500 at bet MGM Chicago's at plus 3,000 once you start looking past those teams like the Giants the Eagles the the Falcons or the Lions like you no thanks like I would not touch any of those teams whereas you're looking at kind of maybe the Vikings or the Bears that would probably be the range of where I would probably go at least as far as I would go um, if I was to pick a team just today, like no long shot, just kind of who I think is going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, I'd probably go with the Rams. I know the Cam Akers injury wanted to shake people off. I know that obviously offensive line depth for them is not great because if one guy goes down, they just don't have a lot of depth when it comes to that. But I just think that with Matthew Stafford there, the way the McVay is being able to be so innovative with his offenses and be able to adjust, uh, I still think that they will at least make the playoffs and then once you get there, then it's a crapshoot because then it comes to tournament time and uh, in a one-game playoff and uh, elimination kind of style. Uh, I like the Rams in that spot. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, Worth noting that the Bears have the most value they've had all offseason to win the division because Rodgers thing is set. Uh, Plus 500 in the NFC North, plus 500. So I I think there's a little bit of value there, a little bit. Yeah, and especially if we're, you know, I'm not saying that the Packers are going to regress. I mean, they still have, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. You know, I don't really have to make. Yeah, I know. And I don't really have to make a like a hard pitch on why the Packers are good especially playing in two straight NFC championship games. I think it's just more, 
if the emotions kind of boil over and, you know, you start to see a little bit of struggle at the start of the year, or if any type of hiccup happens with this team, um, you could see morale go down pretty quickly in Green Bay. What about some season props? We've been going over uh, some of them. We talked about Tua 38.99 in the hook, uh, Burrow 42.49 in the hook. A- anywhere you'd like, season-long props. What are you thinking? Honestly, I, I really like Derrick Henry to win Offensive Player of the Year. I, like Right now he's sitting at, uh, I believe it's plus 700, plus 600, depending on the book. I really like I've, I was high on the Titans before the Carson Wentz injury and before the Quentin Nelson injury. I thought they were going to win that division. And I think Derrick Henry is going to be just a he's already a transcendent running back. I think he's probably going to have another 2000 yard season. We haven't seen back to back 2000 yard seasons like I don't think ever, let alone uh, re- in recent memory. Um, and I just think with the way that that offense is built that he's just in such a good position to be able to chew up yards and be able to kind of keep the pace going. And, you know, he's a goal line back. Uh, I think the Titans right now, you know, uh, are probably a team on the rise. I expect them to play at least into the second round of the playoffs, if not the AFC championship game, likely against the chiefs uh, or bills. Um, And so that's kind of why I've been looking at Derrick Henry. Like now the one season long future that I, and you can hear me out on this. I just want you to to know what you guys thought of this because I have already placed a bet on this. I love Sean Payton for NFL coach of the year at 25 to one. The narrative is right there. It's built for him to win this award. Think about anybody outside of new Orleans who is banking on the saints to be just as good or not have a regression this year. You can't find it. Like you could probably count on your hand, the amount of people that you've spoken to who don't think that the saints are going to have a regression and, and win less than 10 games. But then when you look at last year, or even the year before, like when breeze is out, they're eight and one in those games when breeze didn't play, they were six and three last year without Michael Thomas. Basically every single person is writing off the saints. Their win total sitting there at nine, they're plus money to not make the playoffs uh, for myself from here at this point. If they win double-digit games, or they, you know, give the Bucks, a, you know, a little bit of a run uh, in the NFC South, and maybe they win 11, 12 games, Peyton is going to get most of the credit for that. And I think, especially with the way that Taysom Hill and, and Jason James Winston Taysom specifically, how he's uh, a little bit more of a system quarterback. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, I think if he can make James Winston be into an efficient quarterback, or even Taysom Hill into that spot and win 11, 12 games, I think it's Sean Peyton's award to lose. So I, I, I'm not with you on the Saints being any good, but I agree with your your thought on how it would play out, right? If they're good, he's going to win it because they, they met their quarterback situation. Everyone's down on it, as we should be. Which which uh, worries you more, though, as you, you kind of dive into that? Do you, Are you worried more about Michael Thomas not being himself or the quarterback situation? Because I, I feel like – You're supposed like to miss Sean- the first month, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's the one thing is that uh, past Thomas, like it's really – it's Traquan Smith, like uh, Troutman, like it's not a great – receiving court. Uh, and, but I think the, one of the things that I have always done, especially like in the games, like where, you know, breeze gets hurt and then Taysom Hill is starting a quarterback. Like, I think I faded the Saints like two straight weeks thinking that like, okay, the bottom is going to fall out on this. And then they still manage to win games and they still, and it's not like their defense is just regressed. Like they still have studs all across the defensive line, all across in the secondary. Um, they're a good team. It's just, I think a lot of the time we maybe valued breeze, uh, and his presence maybe a little too much. And then you saw even two years ago with Teddy Bridgewater, or even last year with Taysom Hill, uh, they were still able to win games uh, and kind of make do. So I think that that's kind of what I'm looking at is that from a narrative standpoint, if they can get to 11 and 12 wins uh, with the kind of the, 
I don't want to call it a dumpster fire of a quarterback situation, but it's definitely not uh, definitely not ideal. Um, it's it's almost like I don't know who you could put a get put up ahead of him. Well, the thought is it is a dumpster fire situation <laughs> at quarterback. Yeah, and he's twenty one to one over at Fanduel right now. Uh, well, I disagree that the Saints will have double-digit wins. I totally get where you're coming from because the narrative will be completely out of control. I thought last year what he did with that quarterback situation, mm -hmm. he should have gotten more respect, but it was all about Stefanski because it was the Browns are back finally. And then with uh, what Josh Allen was able to do, a little bit about McDermott, that that was the coach of the year race. Oh, also Flores, who in Miami. So there, there are too many other stories uh, surprising situations with head coaches. So Sean Payton was not getting enough respect. Uh, maybe it's going to happen a year later. I could see it. And and also not to, if we're going to play the narrative angle here, uh, especially with the AP voting on this, I, I kind of wonder, uh, I guess the, to counter my argument is that um, I don't know if a lot of people have still forgiven the Saints uh, for Bounty Gates and everything that has happened with that and, and wanting to give them credit for, for their success, uh, especially with recent playoff failures uh, and just kind of maybe pointing the direction at Peyton here. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I, I, with these kind of awards, especially futures, I'm all about the narrative. And for this one, I think Peyton just kind of makes the most sense. Brandon Staley's the favorite with the with the Chargers, and of course, if they, uh, you know, win double-digit wins or even get to a point where uh, maybe they're challenging the Chiefs, uh, then of course, you know, he makes sense. That uh, I think he's fifteen to one right now, maybe twelve to one, depending on the book. Gilles, we have about a minute left. College football. Just give me, give us top of your head your favorite college football bet right now. Over under team playoff. What are you thinking? <laughs> I'll be honest. I like Derek King at Heisman Trophy at plus 2000. And I think the reason is, is that you'll find out basically by week one of whether or not he's a candidate because he plays Alabama in week one. They're 17 and a half point underdogs. If they can keep that game close or even somehow pull it off where I, like, God, I don't think they'll win just because I think Alabama is too strong. But again, if they're able to maybe keep it within one score and he has a half decent game because he hasn't had good games against uh, ranked teams in, in his uh, college career, uh, you'll basically find out pretty much right off of week one of whether or not he's a candidate and the rest of the schedule looks great for him to be able to succeed. Great stuff, Jill. We appreciate you hopping on. We'll do this again soon. Great stuff. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks a lot, Joes. There he goes. Thanks, Jill Gallant joining us there. FTM Bets and Bets Media. On the other side, we got to get ready for a day in Major League Baseball. Hey, props, home run props. And we'll be looking around with everything, including some really, really big games. Joe G, I have a, I have a trend that is going to blow your mind on the White Sox today. Can't wait to hear it. That's up next. This is BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook on the BetQL Network.